News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the UK government is going to introduce a bill that may allow future ministers in that government to fundamentally override the Northern Ireland Protocol. And for more on this, we're joined now by Fianna Fáil MEP Barry Andrews. Good morning to you, Barry. Your reaction to what you're hearing coming out of the UK, Barry? Uh, Good morning, Kira. Um, Well, I I see it as a form of diplomatic vandalism because it it raises questions about the return of checks at the Irish border. It raises questions about the status of Ireland's membership of the European Union. These are two core values of Irish public policy that are being put, put at risk by the UK. But we also have to acknowledge that we've been here before. We've had multiple Article 16 threats. We've had the Internal Market Bill, which was proposed and withdrawn. We've had unilateral extensions of grace periods. So I think the European Union's reaction to this will be uh, fairly calm and measured and graduated so that if the bill actually becomes law, and that's very much in doubt after the events earlier this week in the UK, uh, the the European Union will uh, escalate its response uh, to what's happening in the UK right now. Is that what we really want? Though? Is there an argument in the same way that people are looking sadly to the Ukraine and saying perhaps some kind of a compromise way out of things has to be achieved in order to, to I suppose, stop a war? We don't particularly want a, a trade war between between the, the UK and the EU. Does something have to be done about the protocol in order to give a little bit to appease unionists and get the executive back up and running and those types of things? Because we know intransigence is part of the politics of Northern Ireland. It is, but the problem isn't in Northern Ireland so much as it is in the in in London. And what has happened is we've offered the EU has offered multiple concessions to the UK over the last couple of years, including the legislation on medicines. Uh, but each time a concession is made, it's simply trousered by the UK, and they come back looking for more. And unfortunately, Northern Ireland is collateral damage in a Tory yeah. civil war, which is going on. Uh, even this week, and unfortunately, is very much very far from resolved. But you're, you're correct to say that there is a very clear landing ground around how the protocol can be implemented in a way that acknowledges the concerns of unionism, uh, while at the same time making sure that we don't go down a trade war. It's in nobody's interest. But there is an argument here in the European Union that appeasement has got us nowhere. And eventually, you're going to have to challenge the UK government. I I wouldn't draw an analogy with Putin's Russia, but ultimately, you have to take them on at some point. Uh, Otherwise, uh, appeasement simply leads to more of the same. And you're quite right about the Tories' internal troubles probably being a, a big part of what's going on here. But with regard to unionists, in the same way that Northern Ireland nationalists would be wholly opposed to any kinds of checks or balances occurring at a land border on this island... Do you have some sympathy for the unionist position that that says that checks and balances between, I suppose, the island of Great Britain and Northern Ireland is anathema to them? Uh, well, I think there, I mean, I mean, what, what, what Jeffrey Donaldson is looking for is decisive action. He's, he, he doesn't uh, think that the protocol is going to be completely ripped up, so that there is an acknowledgement that it can work for Northern Ireland to some extent. And we've already seen the Northern Ireland economy is outperforming the rest of the UK. We've seen uh, Northern Ireland industry post bill from London uh, really agonising about how they're going to manage uh, the implications of this bill. 
So, you know, unionism's concerns are genuine. I met with the Ulster Farmers Union a couple of weeks ago and they explained the problems they're having with veterinary medicines. We've Mm -hmm. dealt with human medicines, but veterinary medicines are also a real issue for Northern Ireland farmers. And and these are genuine issues. And we can resolve these things. It's not beyond the wit of the uh, negotiators to find resolutions. But what we absolutely lack is trust. And what we absolutely lack is uh, any evidence that the UK government actually wants to resolve any of this stuff because it is in Boris Johnson's interests not to antagonise those elements of his party uh, that are uh, very much, you know, ERG members yes. and uh, strong Brexiteers. So unfortunately, it's a, it's an impasse. I think we do see uh, sort of a, a resolution sometime after, maybe in the autumn, as we get closer to the six-month period when the Assembly might have to have another election. Um, and after the party conference season, maybe Boris Johnson's leadership will be is, uh, set. Is some of this as well brinksmanship? Because any any legislation that goes through the Houses of Parliament in the UK in and around this could take months, if not uh, up to a year for it to actually come to pass. And at the same time, the EU and the UK will be negotiating throughout all of that time. Is this sort of like a, a sword of Damocles hanging over the head of, of the EU, which may never come to pass and is just being used I- I- as a form of negotiation tool? Yeah, I mean, the Taoiseach is here in Strasbourg and it's in the European Parliament today. And he made the point last night at a, at a meeting that the UK are uh, negotiating with a gun on the table. and It's completely unacceptable. Um, it's real bad faith stuff. And But, but you know, the, these are the positions that have been taken. I think the UK may, may have played their hand very poorly here because it's clear that Tory MPs that voted against Boris Johnson are talking now about a vote strike. And the first area in which they're going to be uh, uncooperative with the whips is on this bill. So it doesn't look likely that it's going to get through. No, it's a mess. uh, Westminster very soon. I suppose lastly, you mentioned uh, Northern Ireland farmers. Uh, The agri-industry is is hugely important to the whole island of Ireland. And obviously, any checks between between North and South would be very difficult for us. We're hearing two things, said Barry. We're hearing that the Northern Ireland Protocol is actually good for the agri-industry. And then, of course, we're hearing from within and without Northern Ireland that the bureaucracy, etc., associated with the protocol is actually a problem for the Northern Ireland industry. Which of those two things is correct? (laughs) I think the first one is correct. The second one is wrong because, in fact, those problems are created not by the protocol, but by Brexit. And when you separate out these two causes for the problems that are being experienced, uh, you see the protocol is actually beneficial to the uh, to, to Northern Ireland. And in fact, the uh, fiscal advisory group in the, in the UK that produced that report, not only did they identify that Northern Ireland is outperforming the rest of the UK, but they attributed it to protocol. And that's why business and industry in Northern Ireland is so, so keen to get on with uh, fully implementing the protocol. But we have to acknowledge the concerns that unionism have. Unionism built the Good Friday Agreement together with nationalists and they have a role in making sure that we get a landing ground so that we can have a relationship that is much more like partnership than rivalry. Look, we will leave it there and thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Fianna Fáil MEP Barry Andrews. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News.